Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Well, hello. Here is another episode. And I know you're going to like this one. And there are two reasons for it. One, it's because it's my birthday today. And number two, it's because it's about money. And we all love talking about money. Um, So the episode, nah, okay. Happy birthday to me first. I know you can send me a message. I would love that. (laughs) I wish it was episode 33 because I'm turning 33. Would have been so nice, so aligned. But oh well, poor planning. Anyways, to the point, Ola, to the point. So here is... um, my little chat or a big one around pricing and money so I got inspired to to record this episode based on a message I received basically so one of you um, a teacher on Instagram messaged me saying that she uh, has found out that there are multiple students in her own teaching program who have been joining other teachers programs at the same time And what struck her in this sort of situation is that it was because they could afford it because the other programs were so, so, so cheap. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about why that's not exactly a great thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with people uh, trying to improve their English or using different services uh, offered by different people. Absolutely not. I myself have clients who have used other coaches and that's absolutely normal and actually super healthy. But there is a difference between someone who is like frantically, um, you know, signing up to different programs, thinking that they would achieve more in a shorter time or whatever their motivation or like kind of thinking behind it is um, because it's just too cheap okay because that's not okay that's not okay right so pricing is hard a lot of people come to me with general questions about pricing and I think the biggest like sort of the most common thing that I see is Facebook groups and people asking how much do you charge for XYZ and then crowdsourcing their prices and like kind of I mean there is there are benefits to this method and I'm going to talk about it but in general I feel like people have completely no idea how to approach pricing their own services and they start doing it from a completely wrong way or sort of wrong place so guys how do we do it first um and don't get me wrong, again, it's not like I'm going to give you an ultimate method of pricing your 
teaching services or whatever offers you've got there, ebooks, courses, uh, one-to-ones, and that it's going to be okay and that you're going to find millions of students because it doesn't work like that. Pricing is a little bit like detective work, okay? You have to try things out. You have to test your prices. Um, there are certain things, certain little little tricks that you can use that can definitely help. But but please do experiment because it's all about you and it's all about your audience. Okay. So how do you how to start thinking about pricing? And I'm gonna debunk the first myth here. So a lot of you. Um, think that in order to like kind of start and get the word out there um, about the fact that you're offering paid uh, teaching services online is to go and check how much people who do the same thing uh, charge and then charge yourself and then price yourself a little bit lower than that okay because that would attract students because otherwise um, you know, you have no social proof, so you've got no right to charge more. Right. I understand that kind of thinking. I totally do, because um, and and I and I hope you know where it comes from. It basically comes from your self worth and your mindset. So the first thing to do actually is to check in with yourself. Check in about okay, how long did you actually? spend studying in order to become a teacher how long have you been teaching how many people have you helped what did those people say how much did you invest in becoming a teacher or in improving your skills did you invest in coaching did you invest in any specialist courses some of you have celta some of you have deltas some of you have ma's BAs, whatever that is. So it's going to be extremely individual. And I think that's how pricing should work. Okay. Yes, I'm not saying that if the market is currently uh, paying an equivalent of whatever, $20 an hour, you can suddenly start charging uh, $500 per hour. I'm not saying that. No, but I would never ever start um, my sort of pricing process by comparing and thinking that, oh, only because I'm starting or only because it's a new offer, I should price it lower, okay? Because that will lead you nowhere, okay? And remember that people, and that's like a famous quote, actually, that people are not buying or not paying um, how much they think you're worth. They are paying you how much you think you're worth. So it's up to you how much people will pay you, basically. So I started with uh, charging less than a half of what I charge now for my one-to-one coaching services. Yes, you didn't hear, hear it wrong. Less than a half, okay? And then with social proof, with me, with getting testimonials, with me feeling better about my service, I started charging more. And this is a an, an perfectly normal process, and that's what's going to happen to you. But if you start too low, you're just going to feel 
resentful and you're going to feel like, oh, okay, so I will probably never get to that. It can just feel demotivating and it can also do um, some harm to the students or or at least attract the wrong type of people. Because basically what we don't realize and what happens when you charge uh, too little is that um, people don't only remember that people don't only make decisions based on price and i feel like everybody is absolutely obsessed with it that oh students just look for the cheapest thing no they don't no they don't if people are determined enough and focused enough in achieving their goal they will be looking for an optimal price that feels fair to pay for the service or for the result that they want to get Okay, so it's not going to be the cheapest. So think about your purchasing decisions when you've last invested in, um, I don't know, whatever, teacher development, or if you've been thinking about working with me. Don't you think that you would kind of be a bit suspicious if it was very cheap? If I was, for example, charging for my coaching as much as uh, for teaching English? Um And it's not about, absolutely not about coaching being worth more. Absolutely not. It's about how much I priced it and how I feel I can help people. Okay, so that's the difference. And that's how you should be thinking about your services. How do you feel? How much do you feel your service is worth? What kind of result can it yield to people who will be purchasing it? So people who are attracted to just the low price, okay, are sometimes very specific people. (laughs) So what tends to happen, obviously not to generalize, but you have to be aware that people who are attracted to low prices are very often people who are not really committed. They are people who it's going to be hard for you to retain. It's going to be hard for you to um, like kind of enforce any rules or boundaries because those people will not think, okay, I only paid this and that much for per hour or whatever. So it doesn't matter if I miss it. It doesn't matter if I don't inform the teacher uh, more than whatever, 24 or 48 hours that I'm not coming. It's okay because I'm not missing out that much. Literally, think about it from that perspective. So if you ever struggle with uh, late cancellations and you, you like, you know, you've even been threatening people with like, oh, I will have to charge you if you don't come and people don't care, then it's because you charge too little. Okay. So commitment really comes with paying a, a suitable amount of money. Commitment comes, so it's not about what people actually, or it's not only, okay? So there are two things when people take into, or they don't because it's subconscious, I think. There are two factors that are connected with paying for services or for products, but we're service providers here, that kind of uh, govern uh, people's thinking or people's actions. Number one, the bigger The higher the price, the bigger the commitment. So imagine if you paid, say, I'm going to talk in dollars, let's say, if you paid a thousand dollars for something, okay, how committed would you be in attending it and 
giving your best, doing your best to complete that program or whatever. Highly, right? Very highly. Which I'm not saying you have to charge a thousand dollars, but you can. You totally can. Services in English language teaching can totally be sold at this price. You just have to strategize around it. And number two, um, it's also what that service gives them long term. Okay, so people don't pay. So, for example, I've just launched my course, my my business course. It's called the Rocket, and there are 10 modules. So people don't pay for those modules. People pay for what it's going to give them long term, which is so much more than this course. It's the motivation to keep going. It's the chance to build a business on which they can make tenfold of what they paid for the course. And that is key. Thinking about their commitment and thinking about their long-term result. So I want you to always challenge your thinking around pricing in that sort of way. Okay, what will make people committed when it comes to working with me? And what will um, be the fair price to charge that reflects the actual results that they will get once we've finished or once we've done a bit of work together? Because people's, literally, English opens doors. Languages open doors. Like, literally, I literally had that reflection a couple of days ago. Like, if it wasn't for me investing in English language courses, doing, like, CAE, CPE at some point, I wouldn't be where I am now. I'm, I'm, I run a, an international business because I once invested in English. It, it's as simple as that. And we never tend to see it. We never notice it because we think, oh, it's just an hour of my time. No, it's not. It's not an hour of your time. It's not um, the way you um, explain present perfect or past simple. It's the way you teach people skills that will help them move their life forward, literally. So for different people, it can mean different things. And I've noticed so many more of you... and. Believe me, I do watch, um, have started being so much clearer on your niches and helping very specific people. So like, for example, helping women come out of their shell, helping like even moms who are on whatever maternity leave and they just need some me time. And English is that that kind of thing they always wanted to do. And maybe that maternity leave is the perfect time or working with professionals who are in a specific like field um, like, I don't know, IT workers or whoever else. And actually English is necessary because they have those conversations um, at work with um, international clients or whoever or colleagues. Um, and they, they just absolutely need it in order to feel confident in their jobs, but also to get better perspectives and, and possibly better paid jobs, right? So it's, you don't teach English for, for people to become fluent, that's not the goal, okay? You teach English to people so that they progress in life in whatever way, that, what, what, whatever that progress means to them, okay? For some, it means professional progress. For some, it means personal progress. For some, it means pleasure. It, there are so many ways and it's your job to realize what that purpose is, what that, what that higher purpose is. So for me, perhaps it's a bit easier I charge a lot because it's. I know what people can get out of it. And I think it's fair because if I charged just a few pounds an hour, it would be like saying, oh, it's just my time. 
that I sell here. I don't sell my time. I sell things that I learned. I sell things that will help this person over and over so they can build a business and make lots of money themselves, which I always want for my clients. But it's literally, um, it, it will literally move their life forward. So that's how I need you to think about it. So just to go back to that sort of idea that if we charge less than um, others or compared to competition, more people will come. Possibly. But what quality of people? What quality? Do you want to have flaky and uncommitted people or do you want to wait and like kind of, you know, prepare yourself a little bit more for people who, yes, it's harder to find them, but at the same time, they are better quality people who will stay with you for longer, who will give you the best um, testimonials because they will clearly see that not only the money that they invested, but also the service that they invested in was absolutely great. That ten- That's what tends to happen to my clients who charge a little bit more for very specific services. People are excited to pay them a little bit more because they notice, hey, there is something different about it. There is something unique about that service. It's not just general English. It's something more and I'm willing to pay a little bit more for it because if it gives me the results that I want and usually it's more than they even expected, then they're absolutely over the moon. So it, it's like literally this, this snowball effect of, so if, if, if there is one person happy, then it's, it's not just, it, and, and you know, they paid a little bit more or, or even a lot more, they, if they are happy, they are so much more likely to um, to recommend you to others, then you cannot even believe it. Imagine that those low, um, like, like low ticket clients or or people who pay <clears throat> little for your lessons, are a bit average, you know. And what you want to create in your business is people who scream in excitement about working with you, rather than being just eh, okay. I just I just have a teacher. It's okay, right? So again, food for thought here. Um however, I do understand and I do know from my experience working with a lot of people, I know that there is some certain fear around charging more, okay? And it's not a sh- it's it's not in any way shocking. It's it's just a thing uh it all comes down to mindset. It all still comes down to mindset. And it's your job to overcome that fear. It's your job to work on your mindset. So you can actually recognize that people do not dictate how much you're going to make. It's only you who is responsible for deciding how much you want to make, literally. And that kind of shift in thinking is life-changing. So think about it that way. If you want to raise your prices, you're going to have to advertise your services at higher prices. If that makes you feel uncomfortable or awkward or like you want to go and hide your head in the sand, um, then think about what's so scary about it, okay? Try and get familiar with that fear. Try thinking or even saying, use some affirmations, for example. You can say, hey... I can charge 
XYZ. Let's say that it's even 50% more than you charge now. I can totally charge XYZ and people are going to pay me. Try say that to yourself. See how it feels. Um, Because, you know, if you don't convince yourself that you're worth the, the, the rate that you're trying to sell your services at, then you're not going to convince anybody else. You're not going to. So that's why I always say to my clients, like when if they ask me, oh, should I charge this much? Pardon me. Uh, this much or that much? And I say, I don't know. Do you feel comfortable selling at that price? You can always... Um, like do some incremental sort of upgrades and and raise your prices regularly um but you know i would also be kind of wary of that 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 it might feel uncomfortable at the beginning so see how you feel about it see how you feel when talking about those prices and um another thing to to remember here is that this will keep coming up It's not like it's a one and done sort of thing. It's like, I remember one year ago, I said to my business coach how much I would like to be charging for my one-to-ones. And uh, she said, yeah, totally doable. It was still less than everybody else in my kind of community of other coaches. Uh, But I felt for me, it's like literally the sky. And now I reached that goal around... February I think and now I'm, I'm craving more because and it's not because I'm greedy and I need more money absolutely not I just know I recognize certain situations if people have so much trust in me and in my service and for example I've got lots of word of mouth recommendations and if people come to me and ask me for my service and the minute I say the price they just say yes I'm in then it means, that literally means that I can raise my price because I want people to still recognize the value in it. And if it comes super, super easy for people to say yes, then that commitment might get lost. So I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for everybody else as well, for those people who I work with, which I know might be hard and like a a very abstract concept to ga- to grasp but that's literally how it works the higher the price the bigger the commitment and the more you learn about how to provide that service the better you become and the more confident you become and you become confident by receiving testimonials by word of mouth uh, recommendations by um just doing it long enough literally that's it um and possibly also investing in yourself So yeah, I think those four things, social proof, word of mouth recommendations, doing it long enough and investing in yourself are the things that absolutely should lead to you raising your prices. So if you've invested in business coaching, if you're part of my membership or my course, think of it as a reason for you to charge your students more because you are looking after your development. So it should reflect on your prices. And finally, one last thought on um, on like, you know, limiting beliefs around pricing and money. So one very, very um, common one is something along, along the lines of, but people won't be able to afford it. 
and education should be affordable. And like people in my town, people in my country, people blah, 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 in my niche, I hear it all the time, every day, literally from teachers. And I'm not saying it's bullshit. I'm not. Absolutely not. Because there is also like, the you know, certain rules that the market um, um, is governed by. by but um, at the end of the day, I want you to understand that it's not your job to worry about whether people can afford something or not. I said it in my stories the other day. I want you to imagine the world in which somebody tells you, hey, I think your price is very high, but I think it's great. And I'm going to save up to be able to take your course. I think that should be your ultimate goal. When you reach it, please message me because that would be awesome and I would love to celebrate you for that because that literally means that you're doing something amazingly well, that you're doing something that literally changes people's lives and that people recognize the value of. So it is still a limiting belief that people think, hey, they can't afford it, that's okay. And there will always be an element of that and there will always be an element of trying to accommodate people. And I don't think that's wrong, you know. We are teachers, we are givers and facilitators and we, we will always have that kind of um, side of us. Nothing wrong with that. I still do lots of free work. I wouldn't call it volunteering, but if people ask me and I know they're struggling, I would help. I would genuinely help. I mean, sorry, but I'm doing this podcast for free and I'm helping and I'm pouring my whole soul into it. But I do it for free and I do it for free because I charge well for my paid services. So I'm able to do this thing for free. Think about it this way. If you charge well enough for your paid services, you're going to be able you're going to be able to do so many things that are great and helpful for free, such as volunteering, such as creating great free content for people that actually helps. So don't think uh, about content only in the way of marketing, but I think this podcast is so much more than marketing. Uh, I hope, I hope that that's my, that's always been my intention. Um, that, that literally you have to think about yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. So you first have to think about how to build a sustainable business in which there is enough for you so you can do more for people who cannot afford your paid services. And this way, everybody is happy. You can serve everybody in one way or another. So I hope it's um, given you lots to think about. I've been very passionate about it. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to listen to any voice messages. I love voice messages, guys. Please send me voice messages. Um, so really consider, reconsider um, and raise those prices. You're, you are worth it, but your students are worth it too. Okay, because it's also for them. It's for their commitment and their futures, basically. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your fantastic, amazing messages. Literally, on my birthday especially, it's just so special. So I wanted to say thank you so much for, for being here and for, for listening and for taking my advice and for saying that it's changed your life. Literally, I've heard that recently. And I'm like, is there 
even anything else that I could, anything more that I could want from my life, professional life. I don't think so. <laughs> but I will keep growing. I promise I will keep growing because it makes me excited. It makes me excited to help you all um, and to be here and to share all those tips and um, and to know that it's genuinely helping people have teachers, especially have better lives and build cool businesses for themselves and better futures for themselves in which they're free and happy and make a lot. Okay, that's my dream for teachers to be happy, free and make a lot of money because we do change the world. Thank you so much. If you haven't shared this podcast with your friends, please do. If you haven't uh, subscribed to it and gave me given me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to me. So please do it today. <laughs> and otherwise, thank you so much. And I'll see you again next week. Bye. Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.